one. Yo, it's the BAC Network. I'm your host, Khalid. You just tuned in. Brand new exclusive interview. I got your boy, DJ TGIF. They call him the new generations, renaissance man, and informed voice of the people. But as soon as we get back from these messages, we about to see how really informed he is right after these messages. Take a knee, take a bow. 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 I'm the hottest in the world. Take a knee, take a bow. 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 Take a knee, take a Okay, we lit. Like that intro. <laughs> I'm rocking with it. Yeah, I'm rocking with it. Yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. So, okay, right. So, DJ TGIF. Okay. Yes. Um, I read your EBK. You know, um, the EBK is great. It's excellent. Um. I love the image, you know what I'm saying? Um, so tell the people a little bit about yourself. You know, like I'm not gonna, you know, disrespect the name of your reputation, so you can, you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've been a professional DJ for 12 years, going on 13 years this year. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm located in Albany, New York. That's my, my home. That's not my birthplace, but that's my home. I was born in Brooklyn, but uh, as far as like DJing, I've just, you know, kind of attacked it in a way that's like, I'm the artist, you know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. Like the the way that people revere an, a, a musician, the way that people revere an entertainer like that, mm -hmm. I want them to revere me the same way, you know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. And so that's how I've kind of attacked this, this kind of business. Okay, so... Okay, so okay, so like with that being said, right? Um, like you know, well now since you told me exactly who you was, like when you say because I was I was on your website, right? And I, right. Saw, I, I did a lot of research on you, dog. Like, okay, bad, you know bad, what bad. like bad, I was up all night researching. So, right? Bad, so bad. these you know so these questions about to come in slow. You know what I'm saying? So. So when they call you the new generation's renaissance man and informed voice of the people, elaborate uh, elaborate on that for me. Um, maybe because uh, my publicist wrote this, but okay. uh, but um, she says I'm a renaissance man because I do a lot of things. Not only do I DJ, I got my hand in you know some uh, producing, some uh, acting, some productions on the film and television side too. Uh, you know, I'm out in these streets in the community. I I would say this is where the voice of the people come from. Mm -hmm. um, and not that I am speaking for the people, but I'm walking with the people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like I'm tapped in for real. Like I'm I'm in, I'm out in the streets with people when we doing all this, like protesting and stuff. I'm out there. I'm outside. Okay. And so when I'm speaking, I'm speaking from our perspective, not of mm -hmm. me speaking for people. I'm speaking with us. You know what okay. I mean? Okay, okay, okay. That that's fair. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's a fair answer. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, okay. so okay, so again, I read your EBK, right? So 
how did you actually start DJing, right? So, and I said that it stemmed from the, the, from the movie Juice. So, like, can right. you elaborate on that? Okay, so when I saw um, Juice for the first time, you know, Tupac, Omar Epps, like, when I saw that movie and I saw Q and his character, and I was just like, well, that's what I want to do. But at the time that I saw Juice, that was in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't come from money, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that wasn't feasible for me to do because back then you had to buy two turntables, a mixer, and two of every record that you wanted to play. Mm. Like, you had at least two of those records. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that just wasn't feasible. Like, I was, you know, my mom was worried about putting food on the table and making sure we had clothes, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't all, like, we didn't do all of the extracurricular things. Mm. But um, once I got to college, um, LimeWire was out. Napster was out. I remember that. I remember music, that. music was damn near free. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. if you had time, uh, you could basically, you know, build your music library however big you saw fit, as long as you had the time and dedication enough to put it in. Yeah. And so that's what happened when I was in college. Like I spent so much of my time after classes just downloading music and organizing and stuff like that. So okay. that's that's when I really, you know, started getting into it for Okay. Okay. So uh, you know, before I go into the next the next question, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna kinda shuffle. I'm gonna switch. Okay. So right. So the quote, right, right, the DG the DJ T G I F, it's just for the culture. He is the culture. What that's... does that quote mean to you, dog? I so in my city at least in Albany and like you know you've been around me you know yeah. the vibes. Um, yeah. My city, I feel like I'm a conduit of culture through music, and the conduit is like a bridge. It's a connector, and so like all of the things that happen, I'm kind of tied to in a way. I know whoever's involved in a way, or I can like connect these dots. You know what I'm saying? So mm. like, say I am the culture. That's how tapped in I am, and mm. basically. If anything is happening, I either know it's happening or I know the people who are doing it. Mm. Mm. Okay. Like nothing that nothing that happens is more than three de three degrees of separation from me. Nothing. Mm. Mm. So. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. So okay. So like with that being said, right? So okay. So what was your crit? Because I know. I know you got a big reputation, you know what I'm saying? And I know, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm just put it out there on the table from a person who saw you come from the bottom and saw you come here at this moment, right? So with that being said, like, what, like, what was, like, your craziest story with a celebrity? Your craziest? Uh, like, how oh, craziest? It's, like, uh, funny. Um... So I'm doing this show. I, I, I got two of them, actually. That's, like, super, like, entertaining. Um, so I'm opening up for Waka Flocker, right? Yeah. And um, it's funny because, like, me, I'm DJing. It's me. It's Who Kid. It's Waka Flocker. Like, it's a few people. And I do the story. I do the show or whatever. Um, we chill in the, uh, we chill in the, um, in the back or whatever. And then, like, you know. Everybody's, you know, talking, chilling. There's girls in the back, whatever, whatever. Then I leave. Leave, get almost home. Another DJ calls me and is like, yo, 
Walker still got your book bag, bro. You left your book bag backstage. Walker wow. said he's he's bringing it with him, and y'all can either meet him at Walmart, or you're gonna have to come and get your book bag from New York City the next day. <laughs> and so, I you know bust a Yui damn near on the highway <laughs> and hit back up like it was like a, a twenty minute drive or whatever. Right. Um, and I get to Walmart or whatever, and Walker Flock is there, like, with my book bag in hand. Wow. Like, I was like, yo, guess who saved my life? He like, your boy. Yeah, and, like, that, that was just, like, a cool story. Um, Big Sean took my equipment on, on the road with him one time. They packed <laughs> up my stuff. Um, yeah, so it was, like, just fun, fun, cool stuff like that. Right, right, right. You, you want to know something, right? Right, I told my, um... Right, you know what I'm saying? I told um I told uh um um DJ V Love write this story. It was with it was with it was with Young Joe. So I'm 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 hosting and I'm one of the stage managers in Atlanta, right? You know, for Atlanta hip hop. And you know, and yo, they love Young Joe in Atlanta. They love him. You know what I'm saying? And I just so happened to be his security. <laughs> so security co-host. And stage manager. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how the industry is. So, unless you know, I'm thinking, like, because they, since they love him so much, I'm thinking, he gonna get off the stage, you know, regular, regular celebrities, he gonna get off the stage, head to the car. That's what I'm thinking. He get off the stage, start taking pictures. So, so now the females, they getting antsy. And I'm like, all right, bro, it's time to go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what I'm saying, you know, like it, it, like you can tell when tension is there. You know what I'm saying, but it's right. good tension. You know what I'm saying, right? I believe from the stage, like from the stage to the stairs, was the scariest moment ever. Because it, it's real <laughs> talk. Like it was an open space, bro. It was an open space, bro. And I swear to God, bro, I thought the crowd was getting ready to rush us, bro. I swear to God, bro, I was. Oh, Bro, I was so nervous, bro. So nervous. Yo, bro, and he was hella calm, bro, for a celebrity, bro. He was hella calm, bro. That's, was, that's where he at. That's his home. Like, he, like a lot of people have that sense of calm in their home, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. if they not home, it's a little, they move a little different. Like, uh, I remember I was doing a show with Meek Mill, and um, shots went off in the club. Mm-hmm. Actually, it wasn't shots went off. Shots went off outside the club, but the the fight that broke out in the club, yeah, they was out of there. They was gone. Like it wasn't like they like were fearing for, but they knew how to move and get out of that building and get into that into the sprinter. Like I had to run after them to get the microphone back. (laughs) I was like, "Yo, I need the mic, bro. Like this is like four hundred dollar mic. Like I need it. (laughs) Like because when I ran up on the car, they grabbed me like I was like trying to get at me." Right, and I was like, "Bro, I need the microphone." <laughs> like, yeah, 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 and then, and then, like, see, okay, okay. So, like, with that being said, right, stemming into right into my next topic, because I'm glad that you that you touched on the microphone. How did you come up with the hype fest? The, I know uh, everybody want to know that. What, like, what, uh, like, what is the what's the process of how you came up with the hype fest? All right, so uh, I knew that when I started throwing, like, my birthday parties, as, like, my profile was getting bigger, my birthday parties were getting bigger. Yeah. And so it was, like, how do I name something after me 
yeah. without being DJ TGIF's birthday bash. Like oh. I needed, I need that name to be able to stand on its own. You know what I'm saying? So I had did, you know, a couple of different like iterations of a birthday party with a different name. Like I did Dollarama one time. Mm. I did Lust Fest one time. But once I did, once I started my company, Hype, see, that's, that's my name right there. That's my company name right there, Hype, H-Y-P-3. Oh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So once I started that company, I knew Hype Fest was going to be the name. And, um, once uh we started doing it it was just like how do we make it impact impact differently than any other party mm. Mm. okay okay so um oh yeah uh and uh um uh you know um you know like you got a lot of supporters bro on um on facebook and um uh uh, uh miss fox fox uh said uh that's my boy uh tgif yeah what up so um you know uh so i figured you know figured you know i'll let you know you got some you know you got some people watching all right so okay so right with that being said right okay so how was your okay or did you or did you believe that the high fest was going to actually get this like actually get this like get this like get this yeah um i don't take anything for granted Mm-hmm. And so I don't just say, yo, this is going to be something that defines my legacy or something. Like, I just know that if I go into it with the mindset of doing the best that I possibly can. Yeah. And, and like, mind you, this is, Hype Fest has been going on for seven years now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like attacking it with the mindset of doing it better each time mm-hmm. and, you know, giving people a reason to keep coming back to it. And so okay. I didn't... I didn't expect it to do this, but as it started to grow, I met those challenges as they came. Okay, 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 and that, like, okay, so right when you when you say challenges, um, throwing a hype fest in an arena is fucking amazing, bro. Right. Like so, like so, like, and 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 it's crucial, bro. It's crucial to actually throw a party in an arena and sell out the floor, bro. So tell yep. me, so tell me, so tell me what's going on. That, yo, bro, tell me the process, bro, of how that actually happened, bro. It's a, it's a, like I said, it's seven years. Like, mm. it doesn't happen the first year. The first mm. year we sold, I want to say, a thousand tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it takes a while to grow it to something that's 3,000 tickets, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it, it, it's the planning and the promoting and the you know, the troubleshooting, the making sure we have police, EMS uh, on call and stuff like that. It's like, we got to have everything. So uh, it's, it's growing it over time. Like it's, and people, the word of mouth spreading it and stuff like that. So it's, it doesn't have, it literally does not happen overnight. Okay. It's a, okay. it's a gradual process. And like, you keep adjusting, you keep learning, you keep growing it, you keep figuring out what worked and what doesn't work and you, you build. Okay. 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 I mean, okay. So, um, I mean, so I want to go uh, to one of your uh, supporters question real, real quick. Right. Um, uh, um, J star had, uh, asked this question while you was talking. She has said, how long had, well, how long has he been a DJ? How 12 long? years. 12 years. Woo! 12 years. Going on 13. New okay. Year's Eve would be 13 years. 
Okay. Okay. So, okay. So like, and I know that she's a crazy hip hop head, right? You know what I'm saying? I know that she's a crazy uh, hip hop head. So, so my question in her favor would be this. What was the first record that you ever mastered? <laughs> like, like mastered a set for? Yeah. 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 Like your first, like I know every DJ has their own, has their baby, has their own, has their own master record that they practice with. And I want to know, what was the um, first record that you was practicing on and mastered? I idolized Jazzy Jeff. So uh -huh. uh, Jazzy Jeff's my favorite DJ of all time. One of his favorite, one of my favorite routines with him is Peter Piper. Um, And so that's one of my practice records. The one I really, really, like, if I want to get in my bag, yeah. It's probably uh I know you got soul. Uh-huh. Um yeah, that's uh Bobby Bird. So I know uh -huh. you got soul, uh my giant. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, if I, I want to get my bag and I'm scratching and cutting it up, like that's where I that's where I go. Okay. All right. Okay, so okay, so okay. It's okay, so okay, so meanwhile, right? Okay, so speaking that you said that you when you get in your bag, right? So how did you build up your presence, like as a deep, like how, like like as far as being on a microphone, mm -hmm. like as far as being on a microphone and being um in uh in front of a crowd and because because I've been at parties, you know I've been at your parties, and I've been at places where you DJ, and you be having the crowd rocking dog, and I mm -hmm. want to know how did you learn how to like your, your presence. Um, that's because I've been performing since I was 14. Um, yeah. I, I was in the student theater outreach program led by Alan Weeks, uh, RIP to Alan, uh, one of my first mentors, but, uh, we were doing African drumming and dancing and doing, reading poetry as, you know, kids, teenagers, uh, traveling around the state of New York and performing in front of all these places. So like we had that stage presence as kids. And okay. then I was also part of Two Deep Entertainments. Um, I was part of this theater, this improv theater group. Yeah. And so that kind of forced you to be able to, you know, improvise lines and improvise scenes and stuff like that on the go. And yeah. so you know, adding that into music uh, is how, you know, I was able to, I was able to take all those skills that I already had and Im implement them into my DJ career. Good, uh, good answer. Good answer. Okay. Okay. So with that being said, right? Okay. I, I did my research on you. Now, do you have your own drink? Um. Yeah. Give me one second. I'll grab a drink. Yeah. Cause I. I yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I saw it. I, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, and this is exclusive because I went on this man page and I saw him holding up a drink and it had his logo on it and I'm like, um, yeah, I need to. Yeah. 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 This. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the same bottle I saw, bro. Yeah, so tell me a little, so tell me about that process, bro. Cause um, no, it's, I wouldn't say it's my own drink. Um, it's made by this Windsor Vineyards in California. Um, yeah. but, uh, I did this, um, I do this thing called Wind Down Wednesday. It's a virtual party where I play R&B music every Wednesday. I from saw 7 that. 9. I saw that. And so we do that every week. And then I was like, well, people are buying wine every week for my event, uh, why don't I just sell some wine? Wow. And that's and how... I, 
No, I looked up a company that uh, does custom wine labels. So I put my logo on it, and that's what it is. Do you know, like, the, 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 like, the audacity, the brand? Like, bro, I'm going to keep it above, bro. Bro, you was a cocky son of a bitch, bro. Okay. That's <laughs> what I'm supposed to be, man. But you got to think. Right. If you, create, if you create something that resonates so much that people spend their money every week to buy wine, to mm -hmm. tune in you virtually. Yeah. Like, that, that's a that's a bit. You have to be audacious. Yeah. You have yeah. to. Because it's like, all right, well, how do I capitalize off of this? Like, if people are doing this, so it's like, yo, every week I go to the liquor store mm -hmm. and I get me a bottle of wine to get ready for Wine Down Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't those people willingly purchase your wine? Mm, okay. They support enough to go to another store and spend, you know, 12 to 15 to $20 to buy a bottle of wine. Mm. Would they give you that money? Because mm. they was going to buy wine anyway. Mm. I like that. I like that. You know what I'm saying? I like that. I like that. That's but but you know what I'm saying? You know, but as a businessman and as a DJ and just the whole brand of the DJ TGIF and the hype fest, that brand, I like it and I see the hustle and I see the structure behind it. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, I want to give you your flowers, bro. While I'm here on live, bro. You know what I'm saying? I want to give you your flowers, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, at the end of the day, bro, I ain't... <clears throat> yeah, bro. A lot of people be full of shit, bro. <laughs> I can't with you, bro. Yo, bro. yo, bro, in this industry, bro, yo, bro, I saw a lot of things, bro. And, you know, the, you know, um, you know, like, the, you know, the three DJs, you know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, like that really showed me the game, bro. No, actually, four the four DJs, and um, and you know, like probably about like two of them, like is like like three of them is, you know, like we we friends, we've been friends for a while now. Like um, as Alonzo Williams, um, Sam Gotti, well, DJ Sam Gotti, uh, Meek Love, and I forgot the other name. I know I said four, but but we're just gonna go with three. But those three, they showed me the game, bro. And they showed me the difference, you know, when it comes. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and DJ Melody. It, it slipped my mind, but those four DJs, bro, showed me the game, bro, and they showed me the difference of of who's full of shit and who's not full of shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, in this industry, and what to look for and what not <laughs> for, bro, bro. And you got it, dog. You got it, bro. You got that it, yo, bro. You got that it, that it package, dog. And I just want to let you know, even, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, even when I saw your EBK, bro, like, when I saw your EBK, you know what I'm saying? Like, you look like a fucking star, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? So, and, you know, and being in the industry as long, as long as I have been in the industry, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm active for about three years, three, four years. But, like, to see that and see where you came from, bro, I definitely want to salute you. And give nah, you thank you, bro. For real, thank you, bro. So what goes into my next question? <laughs> okay. Right. So okay. So how was the experience meeting Funk Funk Master Flex? Okay. So uh, I've met Funk Master Flex a few times. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because like the first time I met him, 
I was like, yo, this is Funkmaster Flex. Oh my God. And but funny, funny enough, I saw the spreadsheet of like our payout before I met him. Mm. And so I was getting paid like three hundred dollars that night. He was getting paid like three thousand dollars that night. Wow. And so I was like, this nigga better do some shit I can't do. <laughs> And the first night I met him, he did. He did some shit I couldn't do. What? I was just like, I right, I get it. What? Second right. second time we met, he must have been mailing it in. What? I killed him. Right, right. Second right. time we met, I killed him. This most recent time was probably the most impressive um time that I met him. Not because of like his DJing particularly, like he did his thing, mm-hmm. but um it was a time like his set was from like eleven to two. Mm-hmm. He went till three something. Mm-hmm. At time from two to three fifteen was just shit he wanted to play. Mm. Like he was just playing old break beats and like stuff that probably got him into DJing in the first place. Mm. And so for him to be in the career for thirty years and still have the want to just, you know, groove. Mm. Way after your contract is set, like, a lot of people just pack up 201, they out of there. Mm. He was he was like, I'm staying, I'm rocking, people rocking with me, I'm a cool out, I'm a hangout. Yeah. And so to see that, it was just super impressive to me because when I thought, I'm like, yo, I got another 10 years in me um, of doing this, I probably got another 20. I ain't gonna hold you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> okay. All right. Okay. So, I'll say. Okay. So, with this last question, bro. Uh, yo, bro. This is what you call the five dollar question, bro. It's okay. Bet. 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 No. 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 Fuck the five. Let's. Let's do. Yo, bro. This is gonna be the ten. Okay. This is the ten dollar question, bro. Uh, yo, and, you know what I'm saying? And I won't be ready for this. So. So what you better do is you better ching. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's what we doing. We doing the money question. Yeah. I got a couple dollars over here. <laughs> I got it. Let me see. Let me put that in the. A couple dollars over you here. You see him? You see him? He flexing. So right. All right. Okay. So with that being said, right. Since right, you are an informed voice of the people, right? It's about to get hot. About to get hot. So since you're an informed voice of the people, right, I want you to tell me how you felt, how you feel about the uh, the Black Lives Matter, the movement, and all the deaths that's been taking place. Because mind you, because mind you, the thing is, bro, is that this shit been happening. This shit been happening even, like, way before, you know what I'm saying? Like, even with, like, Rodney King. This shit been happening. This shit shit been happening since the onset of this country. Yeah, yeah. The American Revolution started with the death of a black man. Mm. Look Mm. it up, bro. Before Mm. they were yelling, the British are coming, the British are coming. Uh They killed Crispus Attucks. He was a black man. The first life ever taken in the revolution of this country was a black man. So mm. Black Lives Matter starts at the beginning of this country, period. Mm. Now that's what you call informed. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Okay. That shit starts, starts at the beginning of this country, and it has been that way since its onset. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So, okay. So, with that being said, right, you know what I'm saying? Like, like how do you feel about just, like, you know, just, like, just, just period? Just, you know, like, just for... Just all right. So, like, to, to bring it... feel like they can do that. Yeah, to, to bring it to how I feel about, like, let's say today, right? Yeah. How do I feel about Black Lives Matter today? How do I feel about police injustices today? How, how do I feel? Um, I agree with defund the police. I don't mean dismantle the entire, like, policing still needs to exist. But uh, let's say you have to defund it and apply, put some of those funds somewhere else. Like, mm -hmm. they've been funding our music programs for the last 30 years. When's the last time you seen a kid with a violin in the hood? You're When's right. the last time, bro? They send kids home with fucking the little recorder and they play hot cross buns on that little fake ass flute for two months and that's it. That's their whole music education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what they gonna get into? Some other shit. Right. Where's the after school programs? Where's the where's the sports? Where's the where's any of that? Yeah. And you keep taking away funding, taking away funding, taking away funding for kids to what? Yeah. Yeah. Get into some bullshit. You know, we used to go to Equinox after school. That's a fact. That's a fact. I was, yeah, I was definitely Equinox. Yeah, kid. when they when they threatened to take that away, I was I was knocking on doors. Yeah. yeah. Kids need that, bro. They need to have a way to find out what their passions are to find out what their skills are to find out how they can affect the world or whatever and mm -hmm. so if they don't have that they're gonna fall into what they see around them mm -hmm. if you don't positive or constructive to do you're gonna do some negative shit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so take, take away money for all them fucking police officers trying to rack up overtime so all them niggas do is try to rack up overtime mm -hmm. and Put that money somewhere else. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, yeah. So that's pretty much. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> so <laughs> you're in the hot seat. Yeah, because I'm on you know, the hot seat. I'm, like I'm, I'm really tempted to ask you uh, uh, another question. So go ahead. I'm here. So with that, okay. So with that being said, right? Give me your top ten. Top 10 what? DJs. Dead or all time? Dead or alive. Um, Jazzy Jeff is number one. Mm -hmm. Always. Always. Mm -hmm. Uh Kate Capri is my number two. Mm -hmm. After that, uh, like I'll just like throw DJs in there. But mm -hmm. um, but those are those are my one and two, always and forever. Yeah. But then you know there's you know, R.I.P. to Jam Master J. Yeah. These are pioneers. Um, damn. Uh, Stop. DJ Cool Hurt. DJ Stop. Cool Hurt. Like, uh, it's Stop. just. It's the hot seat. I told him it's the hot seat. <laughs> um, it's this guy right now, Miles Morales. Okay. Love this guy. Fire. Okay. Love, uh, love how he DJs. Um, some of my homies, like so, I'm my man DJ Real P, DJ Show, Fader. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, those are three of my guys that 
I could put them up against anybody in the world. Mm. Like, the people that I, like, because that's the thing. I want to be one of the best DJs to ever DJ. Yeah. So I'm going to associate with people who I feel feel the same way. Yeah. They my top DJs. Some people I know might be in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what am I at? What am I at? Six? Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> Rock Raider, also RIP. Uh-huh. Damn, Rock Raider's different. Um, on the business end, uh, on the business end, I gotta go with Drama and Khaled. Uh-huh. Okay. How many more I got left? You got about two. About, I wasn't counting, but but you can give two more. I got, you I give, got more. Yeah, you got two more. I got more. I give you two more. Um, I give you two more. Flex is in my ten. Okay. All right. Flex is in my ten for sure. All right. Um, and one more. One more for the people. Last but not least. Hmm. Last but certainly not least. Uh, DJ Ease. He's from Buffalo. Okay. Okay. Super nice. He's a DMC champion. So shout out to okay. DJ E. He's different. Super creative. Okay. Super. Okay. And the okay. bonus one, DJ Six Figures. He's from out here too. Okay. Right. As far okay. as reggae and soca, ain't nobody touching him. Okay. 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 So. Okay. So. Okay. So. Okay. So this last question, right? Right, is for, is for America, right? So, so, so how do you feel? That COVID nineteen affected how how did it affect you and how did it affect like how do you feel like it affected the community and other DJs uh, no huh and other DJs that yeah yeah and other DJs that you know all right so um yo it's crazy because Cuomo ain't playing and so <laughs> so like nightclubs don't exist you know what I'm saying like events parties like our our bread and butter, our business, our whole business kind of was flipped on its head. But uh, music is so powerful that it connects people anyway. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where all the Zoom parties come from, the Facebook Lives, the streaming, the, the... we don't get verses without this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it changed, it changed the whole thing because music is going to connect us and we'll find a way to connect. So we've been connecting online. Um, Fortunately for me, I've learned to like I've built a good community around Wind Down Wednesday that support me each and every week. Mm. Uh, but you know, I know DJs out there that like DJ and DJ is your only income. You got it. Like people doing some things that they gotta you know get some money, and so some people are doing like underground parties and stuff like that. And I don't I don't knock it. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, people gotta eat. Yeah. And yeah. so um, that's how it's affected the DJ world. It's like, one, you have to find a new creative way to pivot mm-hmm. uh, and try to, you know, find another way to penetrate the market and, mm-hmm. you know, get some business, uh, whether you're doing online or whatever, or you're doing outside social distance events. However mm-hmm. you do it, you got to figure out a way to get it done um, and make something shake. That's what mm. we're gonna do. We're gonna be, get creative and make some shape. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, with that being said, um, do you think, uh, do you think, uh, COVID nineteen is gonna come back, um, harder, um, this time, or this time around the holidays? 
No, just because like people are gonna be in the house more anyway. Yeah. Like it was hard to be in the house for the summer. Yeah. It's not hard. It's not hard to be in the house for the winter. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't too hard. It ain't too hard to stay in the crib for the winter. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. We got through the worst of it. We got through the worst of it, which was the summertime. Right. Right. Hi, man. I, I don't want to like you. Know, I don't want to end this interview I, at all. <laughs> but you know, but, you know, but I, I got a second interview coming. So um yep. um okay uh you know like I want to you know offer my hand and actually do a part two. You know with you. Okay. You know what I'm saying. So, you know you know what I'm saying. You know if that's if that's okay with you. Yeah, you know just let me saying? know when. All right. Okay. Okay. So okay. So with that being said, right. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do my intro. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's go. Okay, so, okay, so, right, okay, so, with that being said, right, hold up. Okay, so, with that being said, um, this is BAC Network. Uh, I'm your host, colleague. I'm locked in with your boy DJ TGIF, and it's been a good episode. Um, is there anything else that you want to say for the camera before I lock, before I lock out? Nah, uh, just to tell people that manifestation um, mm -hmm. isn't magic. It mm -hmm. isn't just uh, thinking, oh, this is where I want to be. Uh, manifestation is having a goal in mind and using every day since you set that goal to move within that purpose. Like, it don't mm -hmm. happen overnight, but as long as you keep moving towards it, it'll come, it'll come to fruition, for sure. Okay. Okay, so with that being said, hold up. <clears throat> hold up. Take a knee, take a bow. Take a knee, take a bow. Take a knee, take a bow. I'm the hottest in the world. Take a knee, take a bow. I'm the hottest in the world. Take a knee, take a bow. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, so I, yeah. so 